Spring of Life Fellowship and its pastor, Joaquin G. Molina, invites you to listen to a message of restoration and strengthening for your life. Be a part of the vision, changing the world. Father, bless the word in Jesus' name. Give us a word that will sustain us in the week to come. That your word might be a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path, O oh God. Your word, the living bread that nourishes our spirit, Lord. We're not to be malnourished. We're to be fully nourished by your word, that we not sin against you, that we walk in the strength, the character, the conviction, uh, without compromise in this world, Father God, that we're not easily swayed, but that we stand firm, O oh God, not hang loose. We pray that you give us your spirit and your grace and your goodness. And your word would be a good seed planted in each heart to give forth good fruit and a harvest that glorifies your name, fruit that bears witness who we belong to. Father, we give you thanks for the blood of Jesus that washes us and cleanses us and makes us white as snow. Now allow your word to flourish in our hearts that we not go astray. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen and amen. Turn to the person next to you and say, get ready for a 30-second sermon. <laughs> Hallelujah. As we talk about dignity, I want to say that even this afternoon at 7 o'clock, there's going to be a movie here, a movie. They sent us a movie from Nashville uh, because we are part of the Nashville team. Uh, Elvis used to run with the Memphis boys. We're with the Nashville men, and these men have sent us a movie that's going to come out here in the next couple of months, but they sent us a preview of that movie. It's a special delivery, 7 o'clock today. It's called Voiceless. And it's something that matters about our time. There have been greater amounts of destruction in the family than any other time. So this movie called Voiceless, we're going to share here at 7 o'clock p.m. And so you could come to the movies tonight, bring a friend. It's a, it's, a, it's a modern film. It hasn't been out yet, but they sent us a secret link, and you'll be a part of it. But I want to talk about this word dignity, because dignity has been lost. And dignity is what happened to the prodigal son when he returned home. The father quickly knew that he had to change his clothes, that he had to give him a ring. He had to give him new shoes. He had to kill the fatted calf because he had to give his son dignity that he had lost. The shame that bears witness of men who have gone astray, who have lost what God gave them as an inheritance is something the devil wants to steal forever. Uh, we had an occasion one time here in the house of God that a man stole from the cashier's box. He was back in the food ministry, and he decided to take some money. He was so filled with shame that he began to run and run and run and never came back. And you know something? That's, that's wearing heavy in the hearts of a lot of our children. It's weighing heavy on the hearts of a lot of Christians. that They've lost their dignity. They've lost their place. The Bible says that the angels that lost their place, they lost their dignity and followed Satan. A third of the angels had lost their eternal inheritance because of the deception and rebellion of Lucifer up in the heavens. And that's what the devil is counting on, that men having lost their dignity would not return to the place of honor. And that's what dignity does. That's what happened yesterday here with the ladies with dignity. These girls didn't even know what a girl is. They didn't even know what a girl does, the worth. The, the hearing what Maggie says to many who have lost their dignity is like, yeah, right. They're not going to be able to sustain themselves. Listen, Kayla has been here since she was four years old, two years old, and she's a champion. She hasn't lost her dignity. The devil has tried to bring her down, has tried to get her to go astray. 
She graduated from high school this year, and, and she was able to hold on to her dignity and strength. She's clothed with beauty. And this is the reality of the kingdom of God, and this is what we're fighting for. And so as I see many times here in the Bible, the Bible says in Genesis chapter 28, verse 11, that the place of God had lost its place. Imagine that you lose your tie to the house of God. Where would you go? When uh, we were in Cuba and, and uh, Oscar was sharing about how many times I almost kicked him out of church because he kept on womanizing and asking girls to lunch and asking girls to, and I said, listen, you ask one more girl, I'm kicking you out. And he says, pastor, please don't, I have nowhere else to go. Where else could I find the dignity and strength to be a man of God? So he held on to his dignity. And here, Jacob, he says that he came to a certain place and stayed there all night. His son had said it was going to be nighttime, and he took one of the stones that he had placed under his head and laid it at his, uh, laid down in that place to sleep. Uh, at that moment, at that moment, this place was ordinary, was common. I talked about people that says, well, pastor, I'm just going to go to another church. Listen to me. Another church doesn't have your inheritance. Another church doesn't have your legacy. Another church doesn't have your identity. God put you in a place so that you might change the world. Not for you to be a common Christian, for you to stand up in your generation to do big things for God. And there he slept and laid down in that place. Verse 12 says that for a time he was, saw that it was an ordinary place. It was a common place. He was just hanging out, like Joshua said, taking it easy. And I want to tell you, if your Christianity is making you take it easy, you're in the wrong church. Because it's not time to take it easy. It's time to be in the trenches because the devil is taking our sons and our daughters. We've got to fight. This year's uh, Mother's Day message was about women who fight the, the strength of Yael, who puts a spear through the head of a man who's trying to enter her house. It was so powerful. The viciousness of a bear that, that defends her home. That's what Mother's Day was. And then Father's Day last week was we honored the father of this house, which is Raul Molina. We gave him the World Changers Award, and that's the highest honor in this house. And we gave it to Raul Molina and for the champion. I've seen this man for the last, not only 33 years as he's been a Christian, but the last 18 years he's been really tried in having his son be his pastor. And those are challenging times for a man, but he's held his ground and he stands strong. The Bible says that Jacob dreamed the heavens opened up to him in that moment. And behold, he saw a ladder that was set upon the earth and it reached the heavens. I want to tell you something that you don't see this happening, but it's happening every day. There are, heaven, uh, there are angels that are here on the earth that are headed to heaven. And angels that were, the Bible says there are the angels of God were ascending and descending. If you don't understand that, if you don't see that, tell God to have mercy upon you. Like the blind man in the Bible times that wasn't able to see Jesus right in front of him. That you not be able to see what God is doing spiritually upon the earth with his angels ascending and descending. The Bible says that God, the angels are taking the witness of God up to the heavens. They're waiting for a report, and they're coming back down to the earth with the provisions of heaven. And that place is called church. That place is a place where you do commerce with the eternal. You do banking with a high and mighty God. You begin to transact, and you cannot transact just anywhere. You have to be keen to the things of God. His spiritual eyes were open to see a ladder that was set up going from earth to heaven. A lot of people don't understand this, this methodology, this place of commerce, this place of exchange. 
where what you're seeing in my family's life is the glory of God. It's not my glory. I lost my glory a long time ago. But the glory of God being bestowed between those who transact in heaven, whatever you do on earth shall be done in heaven. Whatever you do in the heavens shall come down and visit you on the earth. Your spiritual standing before God matters. Tell the person next to you, it matters. It matters. It matters. matters. And don't let nobody tell you differently. Verse 13 says as he was having that dream and he saw the angels coming back and forth. If you're not seeing this, tell God, have mercy upon me. Open my eyes. Open my eyes, Lord. Open my eyes, Lord. Open my eyes, Lord. Open my eyes, Lord. Give me a heart for eternal things. Behold, the Lord stood above this ladder and said, I am the Lord of your God, Abraham. I'm, a God of your God of, I'm, I'm the God of Isaac, the land on which you Uh, which you lie, I'll give to you and to your descendants. Where you stand is where your children are going to stand. Where you stand is where your children are going to stand. I want my children to stand next to men of God, women of God. I want them to be a company amongst the wise. I want them to have deference and dignity. I want them to know the difference between wearing a tie and not wearing a tie. On the way up to the Family Research Council, I told them, this was the last thing I told them, and you guys know, I told them an earful. I said, if you dress like a maintenance man, they're going to make you paint stalls in the parking lot. If you dress like a maintenance man, you're going to be painting the parking stalls on the basement of the FRC. So dress like a champion. Dress like a senator. Dress like a president. Dress like somebody of high honor and dignity. Dress with garments of praise. Let them see the excellence of what you do on how you groom. And this is, this is the words of a father. It was a, a season in my life I didn't even know if I'm coming or going. I didn't have anything. I had everything upside down. Say with me, perverted. That means twisted. That means everything out of place. Things proper are done commonly. Things successful are done unsuccessfully. And that's what the devil, he wants to diminish you. He wants to devalue you. He wants to call you an imitation and a forfeit. He wants you to follow the world and be like everyone else. God wants you to be different. And there it was that he behold the God of Abraham and Isaac and promised the land to their descendants. Verse 14, also your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. You shall spread abroad to the west and to the east. We're in Washington, D.C. now. There's godly seed in a godly place rubbing elbows A lot of the interns there at the FRC were the grandsons of governors of Mississippi, of senators of Louisiana. It makes a big difference who your children hang out with. But if you don't hang out with different people, they'll hang out with the same. If they don't understand the fellowship, the importance, 1 Corinthians 15.33, it says, Do not err. Do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good character. Do not be deceived. A lot of us are deceived into thinking it doesn't matter who I hang out with. It's not going to have an impact. It is going to have an impact. I'll tell you my story. I never met any of my grandfather's best friends. I never ever met any of my father's best friends in the world. And he would not want me to meet them. He would not want me to hang out with them. But I thank God that my sons are hanging out with my friends. And G.F. Watkins and Jack Keane and Wellington Boone and George uh, General Boykin. All these men matter. Tony Perkins at the Family Research Council, he stand up and he has a whole nation listening to him. A foundation that was started with James Dobson, a man who is powerful in his convictions and in his walk with the Lord. And so there it is. He says like this in verse 14, your descendants will be numerous upon the earth. They shall spread in every direction to the west, the south, the north, the east. 
And in you, this is it right here. Let's go back to Genesis 12, 14. It says, in you, I'm, I'm sorry, 29, 14. It says, in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Each one of these young men that are raising up in their house here, surely, how are we going? It's 28, I'm sorry, 28, 14. Your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. You shall spread abroad. This thing that, listen to me, just got back from Cuba. In Cuba, there was a cow that was brought into Cuba at the beginning of the revolution. And in its intestine, it had seeds. And the seeds that were in that cow, usually what you do when cattle come in from another country, you quarantine it and make sure all the crap comes out. Because in the intestinal bowels of these cows, they have seeds. And you figure they don't, but they've been eating wherever they come from. So when they come back home, and when they were brought to Cuba, they were having the seeds of the marabou. Mara talks about bitter in the Bible. And boo means woo, scary. A scary, bitter element that's in their intestines. And when they, they didn't quarantine these animals. And they begin to crap in the Cuban soil. And this, this tree, this brush with no flowers, with no fragrance, with no fruit, just big thorns, has covered the entire Cuban landscape. And has cursed the land. A land that used to be super fruitful. A super flourishing land, a good soil, good seed, good harvest, but not now. Now the marabou plant has covered the faith of the landscape in Cuba. And so the same thing happens here. In your seed, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. What is, what is in your intestinal bowels? What is the spiritual DNA? What is it that your kids stand up for and talk about in their generation? When, when Joshua writes his first article, he's going like this to, to Washington. Why have you forsaken your charge and you're walking in complacency and ease? And in the article, they call him Pastor Joshua Molina, our, our invited guest. What? I said, man, if they call you pastor, I'll call you pastor too. How about that? God is amazing. But it's, it's what's in the bowls, in the intestines that are moved for God are the things that, that should move your families to be a blessing to all the families of the earth. Every time I see pit bull, I want to throw up. Not because of him, but because of the bowels that, that nourished his existence and what he thinks about life and his words. Verse 15, behold, I'm with you. And God is telling Jacob, I'm with you. And with, I will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken. And Jacob awoke from his sleep. Could you tell God, please, verse 16, tell God to awaken you from your spiritual apathy, your spiritual indifference. I thought it was important growing up for me and Yvette the last 15 years or our kids would be going through their teenage years who we hung out with. Some people would say, why don't you hang out with everybody? I can't. I can't because I'm growing world-changing seed. I'm growing up sons that will change the world. And they have to know how to be attracted to wisdom and to hate foolishness. Jacob woke from his sleep and said, surely I did not know it. The Lord is in this place. I did not know it. The God is here. I did not know it. God is here. I didn't know it. God is here. I didn't know it. How could you not know it? Sometimes we don't know where we're at. Sometimes our kids don't know where we're at. And I thank God for what's happened with my nieces is supernatural. They could have seen an uncle, a crazy uncle, but they decided to see God. 
They decided to see God's people, God's goodness, God's wisdom. Surely I didn't know it, but God was here. God was here. God was here. I think that a lot of people nowadays don't know where God is. They don't know. Surely the Lord is in this place. I did not know it. In verse 17, he was afraid and said, how awesome is this place? How amazing. This is none other than the house of God. This is the gateway to heaven. How awesome this place. How awesome this place. This is the house of God. This is the door of heaven. I always say that. That wherever we're gathered in his name, he pours down his blessing. He pours down his goodness, his abundant life. I didn't know. It's the first thing that Jacob does when he realizes that he's in the house of God and that God is in that place and that he awakens out of his stupor and his indifference. Jacob rose early in the morning, verse 18, and took a stone that he had put under his feet. What, be, what was once a place of, of rest and ease under his head, he set it up as a pillar and started pouring, pouring oil on it. How do, how do we dignify things? How, how do we grab something that we just used as a pillow and we, don't, we have it as something as comfortable and then we, we erect it up and we start pouring oil on it and it becomes a, a safe haven, spiritual, sacred place? You know, I, I say this and I have to say this. I felt so comfortable in Cuba. Because when I go to Peru, I'm not Peruvian. When I go to Mexico, I'm not Mayan. I don't come from the Mayas. I'm not Mexican. When I go to Ecuador, I'm not Ecuadorian. But when I went to Cuba, I could, I could speak like a Cuban. And Cubans denigrate. They've been so beaten. They've been so abused. They've been so misguided and misdirected that they know how to spoil. They know how to bring a man of God and make him look like a clown. They, they, they grabbed the house. Uh, years ago, they said, well, Spring of Life is nothing more than a glorified big five. That little, that, 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 that community social place that became a debauchery that devoured homes and all the divorces. My uncles got divorced there. My aunts got divorced there because the debauchery of that Cuban place where God prospers them and they get into lewd and lascivious acts. This is not no big five, my friend. This is the house of God. That God has grabbed a total nimwit like myself has made him a pastor. He's dignified this place with someone that has a pastor's heart. And I told Jose Medieros yesterday, we were walking through the mall and seeing all the crazy people. I said, Jose, what the heck got into us to make us pastors? Who the heck thought that we could pastor the Cuban Indians, the Miami Indians? Some friend of mine came from, from Colombia. He says, you don't know how hard it is to be out there in the Amazon with those Indians. I said, yes, I do. Watch until they buy a Mercedes Benz and they come to Miami. <laughs> those Indians that are sophisticated that two generations ago were living in dirt floors and grass huts in Cuba. And now they live in uh, coral gables and they think that they're hot shots and all they are is sleeping. They don't know the house of God. They don't know the gateway of heaven. They don't know that the Lord is here. When he arises and he finds out that he's in God's house, in God's presence, 
Verse 18 says, he awoke and rose up early, took the stone, put it on its head, set an altar, set it up as a pillar and poured oil on top of it. Are you able to dignify? That's, what, that's the question for today. Yesterday we talked, I, want, I wanted to say something because last week we talked about honoring the Father. We said that's the basis of heaven upon the earth. The first four commandments are everything that relates to God in heaven. You shall only serve him. You should make no idol before him. You, shall keep the, you shouldn't take his name in vain. And you should not take the Sabbath and make it ordinary. Those four things relate to God. But then to bring it down to the earth, the way you do that is honor a father. The fifth commandment. And if you're not able to honor a father, you cannot have the kingdom of God upon the earth. Because what establishes a relationship with God the Father is a relationship here upon the earth where you have the capacity to honor. I want to tell you also the issue with dignity is dignity prepares for honor. You can never honor until you do the transformation of dignity. That's what it is. Uh, dignity is the process to make things honorable. So you decide. Is your pastor a friend? Is the church a hangout? Are your parents cool? Or are these things ordained by God to establish the kingdom of God upon the earth? That's called dignity. When we talk about ladies with dignity, we talk about the wombs in those young girls is where God is going to deposit holy seed to bring up godly offspring. Those aren't just any wombs to be abused and to be used, but they're holy, set apart, and sacred for godly seed to come in and raise up godly children in a godly house. And so that is where we get to this place where he says when he put the pillow, set it up as a pillar. Stop being a pillow, now it's a pillar. Stop being just ordinary, I'm going to anoint it with oil. I'm going to take it as an instrument of the Holy Spirit. And he called that place Bethel, verse 19. He called that place Bethel, which means house of God. And in Bethel, verse 20, he makes a vow. God be with me and keep me. And everywhere I go, give me bread and give me clothing and I'll honor you. Keep me and protect me. Keep me and prosper me. Keep me and give me the portion so that I can continue to wear that which glorifies you. Verse 21, he says, if you do these things, I'll come back to my father's house in peace, the Lord shall be my God. Verse 22, he says, and I'll give you a tenth of everything I have. This stone which I have set up as a pillar, no longer a pillow, shall be God's house. And of all that you give me, I will surely give a tenth to you. I want to say to you that you dignify your prosperity and your economy by where you place your money. Where you worship. Where you bring your tithes and offerings matter. If you bring your tithes and offering to a circus, you might continue the circus and the clowns. But if you bring it to the house of God, God will open the windows of the heavens and begin to pour out so much blessing on your life that your sons will realize. We talked about that last week with Larry Stockstill. We were in a meeting in Houston, and he says that his father was in World War II behind a tree, and an airplane was coming with bullets, 51 caliber, 50 caliber. And he says, I promise you, if you save my life, I'll give you my tithe. And he began to tithe, Picayune, Mississippi, little church. And that's where his sons were raised after he got out of the war. And his sons became pastors. And his grandsons are pastors. And they're changing the entire landscape of America 
because men begin to take God serious. Let's stand here this morning. That was a two-minute sermon. I hope it's the word of God that makes you move in the right direction. I hope it was the word of God because this is the day the Lord has made and he's faithful to speak to us. I always say that God speaking to us is according to his faithfulness. Us responding is according to ours. The Bible says that some of you will grab the word of God and throw it at your back and not give it its weight of reality, will not give it its weight. Joel Olstein says only 25% of the congregation will ever walk away with blessing because one of it, it will fall shallow, the other one will fall by the wayside, and the other one, the sun will, will consume it. But there'll be one-fourth of the people who hear this message that call it good seed, that falls on good ground, that give forth good fruit for a hundred to one harvest that will impact the rest of your lives. You know why? Because you were in the house of God. You were in the house of God and you saw the glory of God. Now to be able to wake up like Jacob and say, I now realize, I now realize what God is speaking to my heart, to my life, to my family. It will make a difference to my grandsons and my granddaughters and my great-granddaughters and my great-grandsons. And they'll remember someone who stood and turned their pillow into a pillar. Not many people could do that because a pillow is comfortable. Not many people could realize that a piece of Rock, yesterday we had living stones. The young men that were in the junior youth group moved up to living stones and we had them promoted. Now they'll enter into another season of their life. I don't even know how. All I could do is ask the Holy Spirit, I'm gonna pray right now, that you would have turned your pillow into a pillar, a place of worship. No longer a place of acting up and joking around a place where you honor and you place your treasures, your talents, and your time. Father, I pray in Jesus' name for this house and for those that come under your shadow, those that come to the secret place to transact with that place where angels are coming up to heaven and coming down from heaven. They're transacting commerce. They're giving good reports in heaven, bringing down the blessings upon the earth. Let us see, Lord. Let us witness. Let us move our generation by our example, by our testimony, by keeping a place of honor, a place of worship, a place of sacredness, a place that's special. It's not just like any place. It's not just any gathering. It's not just any people. Father, you've washed us with your blood. You've cleansed us. We've decided we want more and more of Jesus. We want more and more of your glory. We want more and more of your goodness in our house, in our family, in our children. Peace, joy, righteousness. Awaken us out of our stupor, out of our sleepiness, out of our apathy, like Joshua said, out of our complacency, indifference, our ease, what's easy, what's convenient, what doesn't cost us, what doesn't persecute us, what doesn't shame us. Allow us to be worthy to, to sacrifice, Lord, to dignify, to bring back honor to the place of your worship, of your people. We pray, Father God, for our calling to change the world. We give you thanks for world changers, men and women 
who have cost, who have paid the price and estimated the cost, oh God, who'd rather suffer than take convenience and ease and comfort and seek benefit, oh God. We pray that you would fill this house with your glory. Pray that you would fill this place with your honor. We pray that our lives would return to bow our knees before the Lord Jesus Christ, to whom is all the glory. Father, he humbled himself that you might exalt him. And now every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that he is Lord. So we pray, Father God, for restoration, renewal, reconciliation, a new beginning, Lord, a new start with deep conviction and no compromise. In Jesus' name we pray and the house of God says, amen. Amen. Amen.